and welcome to this Monday morning's edition of QUT News, Views and Spews. I'm Susan Hetherington and spewing me with me in the studio today we have... Anthony Sherrod, who has to introduce himself apparently. And can't actually remember his name. <laughs> and a, Miff Holton. It was a very difficult question, I know. It is, it, it is, it is Monday. We, we, we set the bar high in the Spews studio, Anthony. Sorry about that. So we're opening up with a very serious topic this morning. We're opening up with the um, new Royal Commission that has been announced into aged care. Mm -hmm. It kind of strikes me as odd that the government has just worked out that there is a problem in aged care. But nonetheless, what do we make of this myth? Yeah, I think this is a positive step. Um, I think as something that was previously dominated by the free market it just it just really wasn't working out and for years and years we've seen that it's not working out um and even though that it is at a positive development i think uh yeah it's just taken far too long for this to happen yeah i mean some of the stories are, are absolutely heartbreaking yeah. they, they really are and um you know, my dad had early onset Alzheimer's. He was in a nursing home from the time he was in his late 50s. And, you know, when I think about it, that's not that much older than, than I am now. And um, my mum went up every single day, every single day, because if she didn't, they would take him a plate of food and he wouldn't, he wouldn't know to eat it, so they would take it away. And mm. if she didn't feed him, he didn't get fed. He had a really chronic egg allergy and the number of times she was pulling, you know, boiled eggs um, away from him was just extraordinary and that was in one of the better I'm using my bunny ears fingers again, one of the, the, the better facilities um, because it, it's just if that happened in any other sector there would be an absolute outrage and some of these stories of you know, onions under beds to, to mask stench old people um in, in their own filth and so on. It's just, it's horrendous. Uh, I worked very briefly in a, a, as a weekend relief in an aged care situation and we would feed them tin spaghetti, you know, on toast with the nutritional value of, I don't know, a packet of lolly snakes. Terrible. Um, on, on the flip side, since you're all just looking at me, uh, speak, people, this is audio. <laughs> Didn't want to interrupt uh, your flow of thought. Oh, well, yeah. Um, my elderly neighbour has uh, recently gone into care and we're talking about a facility that, um, you know, at least looking, and it's new, so uh, it, it is hard to tell because it's better, it's more than just impressive buildings in you know that's that's only a very small part of what you want you actually want them to be staffed properly mm. but you know they've thought of things like um you know hairdressing salons and beauty salons but there's also a dementia unit and in the dementia unit they have things like men's sheds and fake tools so that they can still soar and, and do things but without hurting themselves there's a a virtual reality simulated driving thing so if they used to drive they can go in and well, they've got that's a, a big thing wheel. for their yeah. independence yeah that they feel as though they're still doing the things that they have always done and that's that is really, really important. I mean, you know, the proof of the pudding will be in the tasting, but at least the thinking is correct. Well, and I think that touches on what a lot of the problems in the industry are at the moment is the feelings of the people in care mm. seem to be neglected and it's become such a business where they just run it by the numbers. Mm. 
I've got a number of male, well, actually nurses of both genders, who have worked in the industry, and they always talk about how lonely people feel in that in, that industry, um, and how they want to help, mm. but they've got a list of key tasks that have to be done, and they just don't physically have the time to spend mm. um, helping the emotional needs. They've got to get through, make sure everyone's changing, washed, changing make sure everyone's or, fed, yeah. make sure everyone's medication. And by that time that's done, the, 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 the timetable is so tight that there's just no time to spend talking to them for five minutes, which would probably be more beneficial than all the others put together. Yeah. I heard an interview with one of the CEOs this morning um, of a nursing home, and, of course, he's saying, oh, no, num- quotas... Nurse quotas aren't the answer. There's no literature that supports that. But <laughs> yeah, of course, maybe if you haven't done the research, it's not going to support yeah. it. He's got a bit of an agenda, doesn't he? So. I, think, I think, yeah, the fundamental problem of this is, uh, like, over overworked staff um, being underpaid um, and then that creates, like, agitation and they're frustrated and then that forces um, their patients then into, like, a hostile environment and they're like, nobody nobody is enjoying that situation there um, and nobody's benefiting No, look, it. and I honestly don't think that anyone elects to work in aged care without the, the absolute best motives, that people don't just wake up one morning and go, you know what, I think I might be an aged care nurse. No, no, uh, you've got to have some passion yeah, for it. Yeah, the, the people, th- this is a tough gig that the people in there, I, I suspect, I haven't spoken to every one of them, but I suspect they're there for the, the right reason. So if the care isn't being delivered, then there are reasons for that, and that would be numbers. But we all have we all have a, um, a role in this, that when they, probably the same interview that you heard this morning, they were talking about families who, people who have been in aged care that they've not seen a family member for years and years and years and it is tough it is a tough gig it is sometimes quite soul destroying to go into into these centers but um you know it's still your mum or your dad or your husband or your granny or someone who at some level you can't outsource yes there comes a point where you've got to put them into a home i know i blame no one for that because there comes a point where families cannot do it anymore but having done that, it's not a matter of just paying the bills. Surely, surely, that if they knew that families were coming and there's some a degree of responsibility, well, sadly, I think that... some people do see it that way, though. Oh well, yes, Nana's sorted. But I think if that's the reality, then we can't leave that up to the free market because then there's to no, regulate it, no. there's no scrutiny. So um, yeah, I think definitely the royal commission is a yeah. step forward. And uh, as has happened with a number of royal commissions before, it's uh, brace yourself because I think some of the stories are going to be horrific, but really, really important stories. And it's sad that it's come to this, but um, it's it's a step forward. Now, speaking of regulation, music festivals. Uh, Mif, what can you tell us about what's been going on? Um, so I think there's recently been two deaths um, at a music festival in Sydney over the weekend uh, due to dodgy, dodgy drugs taken. Mm-hmm. And what is our apparent solution to this, uh, according to the government? Get rid of the festivals. Oh, <laughs> that, that'll that'll protect people yes, from the, dodgy drugs. The, the Premier has come out and said, you guys better sort this out or there will be no more festivals. That's... Mm. Very responsible. Yeah. Now, um, prohibition has been shown to be so effective in so <laughs> many walks of life, hasn't it? Just say don't do it and that will fix your problem. Um, not. Uh, there have been 
festivals in Canberra, for example, where they tried um, drug testing. Pill, pill testing, Pill yes. testing. And that seemed to be part well, of the worked, answer. It's worked really well. And, you know, the um, I think we're up to five festivals where they've been pill testing now. Mm. And there have been no no deaths or serious incidents at any of those ones. Mm. Um, and to be honest, even the first responders, if you talk to the police, mm. they have accepted that it is, it is a life... It is part of life. Mm -hmm. People are going to be taking drugs. So just saying, don't do it, that, that's, I don't know, ostrich in the sand stuff, yeah. sort of stuff. Everyone needs to approach this with a, a more responsible attitude, except that it's going to happen. So let's make sure that it happens safely. Well, it's the same sort of argument you've had against things like um, heroin injection rooms. No, 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 that will encourage drug use. Um, here, newsflash, people are using drugs. Um, do you want them to die? No. So, um, you know, there, there, there was a story on one of the news sites this morning from a mum of one of these boys saying he made one stupid mistake and and now he, he's gone. Well, that we have to have something better than that. Like, really, that, yeah. that is not the answer. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think pill testing is probably... A solution that benefits everyone um, involved, uh, but unfortunately, uh, some people don't agree, and that is costing people lives. Um, yeah. Whether but some of the reasoning for for why they disagree is frustrating as well. Drugs it, are bad. Drugs are bad. Yeah. Well, if they're they're only bad if they're mixed poorly or you know. Oh, well, I I think that and, and oh look, there there are addictive yeah. things as well. But the only problems we ever really have with drugs are when they're mixed badly. You have pill testing. And people all of a sudden will stop mixing them with the really bad stuff. Yeah. I mean, oh, it, it's, it's a flow on effect that'll take. It's, it's not it's, simplistic. It's not simplistic, but, um, you know, and you need complicated answers to complex problems. But head, heads in the sand is not part of that equation, I'm, I'm afraid. Now, you two are going to educate me about unboxing live. <laughs> Um, because I don't know a lot about this, so t tell me about this phenomenon. Um, so from what I know of it, it's kind of replaced like the quintessential like YouTube haul with like you just get sent a box of. I think it started kind of as random people's junk, but then it's kind of moved on to more kind of suspicious and a bit more mysterious items. Um, so where would yeah. I get a box well, to? This open? is the thing: people are chasing the hides. It's just standard to open a box now that you've got from a company or or someone else. So they've started going on to the dark web and paying people between $100 and $1,000 to send them something, which is usually very, very creepy. So now we have videos of people opening box mystery boxes live and they're, they're finding knives with blood on them and old kids' backpacks with mysterious stuff in them. Someone got sent... Um, something with white dust, white powder, and you're going, what, do No pill test. It could be... It could be anthrax. It could be Ajax. It might be icing uh, sugar or anything in between. My so why would people do this, though? What Are they that obsessed with clicks, do you think? Is it just the readership? Yeah, I think... I don't know. I think that definitely is an element of it. But I think it's also... I don't know if this. I'm making this up, but... When you, when you go online shopping and it's that exciting moment where you kind of get to 
like open it up and it's, <laughs> well, partic- yeah, it's like... <laughs> particularly if you've bought lots of things and you can't yeah. remember which one it is. Yeah, yeah. but you don't walk into Myers and say, you know what? Be here's here's two hundred dollars. Surprise me. me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe that's maybe that's the the next thing that we're going to do. Mm. I mean, I I got terribly excited the other day when I went to the post office because there was a delivery. And it was a, a letter telling me that the airbags on my car needed to be replaced. Oh. I was crushed, crushed. Yeah. Yeah. But at least I didn't have to pay for it. Yeah. So there is there is something there. Actually, now, actually, you need to be replace the airbag so you won't be crushed, really. Oh, thank you, Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. Now, hang on, hang on. We, we've got something that, that you're gonna, you can thank me for later. Here we go. medical attention for Miff now. Has anyone got any Ventolin? I think she's, I think she's lost her ability to breathe. Um, why are we listening to Baby Shark? And why did I see it on a website, a news website today? Look, it, I, I, as a parent, I can tell you for the last uh, couple of months, my kids have been bopping around the house to Baby Shark. Fortunately, mine hasn't, but then he is 20. (laughs) That would Um, be seriously concerning. It's catchy, and they change the words, so I've been singing back at them, like, go to bed, do-do-do-do-do, go to bed. Clean your teeth, do-do-do-do-do-do. And look, it's it's become a bit of a viral thing for for parents. You see it on a lot of parenting pages at the moment. Everyone's complaining about this damn song. I was really surprised to learn today. I thought it was a new thing, but Miff tells me she was singing it when she was at school. Yeah, like, I think... Yeah, in primary school, I remember singing it, um, and yes, it was very annoying back then, and we would do it to annoy our music teacher. And, and it worked. Yeah. And, and now we can all thank me for, um, this is your annoyance for today. Yeah, earworm sorted. It's stuck yeah. in my head already. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. It's not getting out. All right, well, look, um, that's our news, views, and spews for today. Thank you, uh, Miff. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Anthony. I don't feel I should thank you for Baby Shark. Uh, That's okay. Uh, You can thank me later. I I take cash or chocolate. (laughs) Uh, We will catch you again tomorrow. Cue the episode.